The idea of this podcast is simple, discipleship. We want to bring the gospel message about how to interact with your coworkers, your culture, your friends, everyone around you in a biblical way, which is, in essence, discipleship. What did Jesus do when he came to this earth? He took the devil's stuff. The Bible actually teaches that the world is becoming increasingly covered with the knowledge of the glory of God. That should change everything in the mind of a Christian. Instead of thinking about all the ways society is failing, we should think about all the ways society must be, as Psalm 1101 tells us, put underneath the feet of Jesus in victory. The Rebel Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome back to the Rebel Podcast. As always, P Nate and the Elder P in Garage Mahal with the sound guy Dave. It's all popping off here. How are you doing today, Nate? That's good. It's like two peas in a pod. Oh, well it's done. like there's two peas in Garage Mahal. <laughs> in this in this like multi-million dollar facility. Yeah. I don't know if it's that, multi-million. That we can't afford. No, no, no. But no. we have friends in high places, which is why we're able to bring you this fine quality <laughs> podcast today. <laughs> oh, we are the Rebels and we are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast network. I forgot to say that when we came back. This is just our shaking off the rust, you know. So uh, we are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast network and you can find us on the Fight, Laugh, Feast app, which is actually the best place to get us. I know you can get us wherever you get your podcast from, but instead of using Podbean or whatever other app you use, you should download the Fight, Laugh, Feast app because they can't cancel that app. They can, but it's harder for them to cancel that app than it is for them to just get thrown off because we've spent some time in YouTube jail and in Facebook jail, Fight Laugh Feast Network, and, and many of us podcasts have spent some time in, uh, you know, uh, big tech jail. So yeah, download enough, the app. Soon enough, you might actually spend some time in like real jail. It's, like. It, it is possible. But uh, for those of you who are asking, uh, my court dates just keep getting pushed back because Trinity is appealing their loss in the uh, charter challenge. So we're just kind of waiting on that because if they win, then uh, they've rescued all of us lowly people with smaller fines. <laughs> but if not, then I'm sure they'll come after me for my, you know, $400,000 and four years in prison that they I, are. I just thought of this. What's so that? I won't say what date or anything, but we are currently in the process of getting our gun licenses, um, yes. like good upstanding militia. And we probably citizens. just lost half our listeners because like you don't already have it. No, <laughs> we don't because Canada, it's much more difficult. And also... COVID really threw a wrench in things. I know yeah, I was I booked know. before before COVID. Got anyway. But anyway, but I just also thought about this. Are you going to be able to with charges pending against you? Because like if yeah. you have a charge, like you can't. Yes, get. because they're only provincial offenses. Oh, it's, it's federal yeah, offenses. It's, yeah, yeah. Because provincial offenses are like traffic tickets, basically. Although I don't know any traffic tickets other than like a DUI that come with like jail time and hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines. But anyway, that's what's going on in my life. What about you, Chris? <laughs> Nothing nearly as exciting. Nothing nearly as exciting. I, we have a lot to talk about today. We do. Um, although I did want to start because, you know, we are nothing if not humble and teachable on this podcast. Sorry, I, I should strike a more serious tone for this. But we actually got some pushback on one of our last episodes. And so we just kind of wanted to address that. We got some pushback from one of the elders of our church and a good friend of ours and some people essentially on our episode where we defended Joe Boot. And I guess part of the accusation, uh, that's maybe strong language, it was very affluent, like very yeah. uh, enjoyable conversation, very, you know, as 
conflict should be resolved. Two people sitting down, looking face to face at each other and talking it through. But one of the sort of um, thoughts was that because of our loyalty, but specifically my loyalty to Joe and my friendship with Joe, that we kind of got caught up in uh, defending him and maybe let a few things slide that maybe we would have been more careful with otherwise. That's sort of the thought. And so I went back and listened to the episode, and I would say that there are two things that I would correct, I guess, and maybe one that I would apologize for. So the thing that I would apologize for is I, I do think there were a couple times, and the, and the one that comes to my mind is when I use the term, you know, revenge of the beta males. Maybe that's, you know, adding insult to injury or whatever. That's uh, crossing a line that maybe I, I didn't need to be insulting. I think uh, I stand by what I said about a lot of the people who are lobbing accusations at Theonomy kind of saying that it's about this when really it's about something else. And I think it, it's I, I do stand by my statement that I think a lot of it has to do with envy and a lot of it has to do with a guilty conscience. But I, I certainly didn't need to get insulting. So I apologize for that. I've apologized. Now, we, ne- we never name names. But rest assured, proper conversations uh, have happened. Uh, the other thing I would say is that certainly, you know, I'm I'm a fairly loyal person. And uh, so we were defending our friend. And I think we jumped into the fray. The question is maybe whether or not we, we should have. And I think one of the things that I would just kind of throw a caveat in is there have been good people on both sides of the whole spectrum in terms of what to do in the midst of a pandemic. We've been pretty outspoken that we think churches should have stayed open and we stand by that statement. I I won't apologize for making that statement. I think churches should have been open. I think pastors should have been doing that. I don't think that's binding anyone's conscience. I just think that that was the right decision and they might've come to their decision biblically, but I think they just exegeted the texts wrong. But that said, certainly when I get defending a friend, I I get kind of worked up. But what I want to kind of say is that not everybody knows what it's been like over the last couple of years for people sort of on our side of the fence here. And I don't want to throw a woe is me because God has been wonderful and there's so many blessings attached to what's been going on with everything. But I mean, we have been the ones getting dragged into police stations who have been served summons to court, who have been blogged about and tweeted about and condemned from other people's pulpits. We've been canceled from conferences, like all of these kinds of things. Like there is a group of us who have really kind of taken it on the chin and I think we have to be careful, so I'm talking to myself here, that we don't fight like jaded or bitter soldiers. But I do think that some people who might have jumped into the fray, who might have named Joe Boot, who might have said something and not been expecting the backlash that they got, maybe need to understand that there's been a lot of attack over the last couple of, of years. And you might think that, you know, oh, all I said was this one little thing, but that one little thing is on a mountain of, I would say, unfair accusations that have not been lobbied biblically, because in all of the accusations against Joe in particular, he's been kind of looked at as the emperor of the galactic empire in in the whole thing here. And I think that that's unfair to him, but I I also just think that a lot of the accusations are unfair. So so certainly... probably got caught up a little bit in defending our friend but uh but i think he was he's a guy that's worth defending and uh, i think he's maintained his integrity through this the only other thing i would kind of say is that when we're thinking through the whole issue of how how harsh to be how how do you let your language be biting i think one of the things you have to remember is that the overton window has has shifted so much in the last decade that it's not going to be shifted back by anybody who's considered respectable by those inside the window. I really do think that this is some of the strategy that was employed. I mean, you know, Israel was pretty far down the line of Baal worship by the time, you know, Elijah gets to Mount Carmel and starts insulting the prophets of Baal. And I think that there's a time and a place for our language to be biting. 
And so, you know, we don't do any of this because we fly off the handle. We don't say any of this stuff because we get behind microphones and it's easier to just like, you know, shoot from the hip and say things you don't really mean. We're calculated in our criticism. And I do think that there is room for what Doug Wilson calls skylarking or, or holy satire. I do think that there is room, biblically speaking, uh, theologically speaking, for a language that bites, especially in a culture like ours where normal essentially needs to kind of get blown up, right? Normal kind of needs to get destroyed. I think part of the problem right now, and this is what we've been trying to do in, in talking about sort of what's become normal and mainstream in terms of the excuses or the reasons why church is closed, we're trying to say that I, I don't think those are good reasons. So similarly, I think that you're in a culture that's gotten so out of control. Like, for example, we never we didn't really get to talk about this because uh, we weren't recording at the time this happened. But when you look at like uh, Leah Thomas, right, who is the, the dude who won gold for women's swimming. When you look at something like that and you look at uh, sort of what's going on in the culture that this is is sort of just being accepted all of the winsome, all of the nuanced arguments for why transgenderism, especially in sports, isn't fair, it hasn't been working, right? Here we are, we're slippery slope, we're down to the bottom of the slope, guys are now winning women of the year, guys are winning gold in Olympics, guys are crushing women's track records all over the world. This is ridiculous, and it needs to be insulted, it needs to be destroyed. Like when Jesus came and he looked at the system, he saw all of the money changers set up in the, the outer court of the Gentiles. He just cleared it away, right? He's not going to come in and slowly explain to people, hey, you know what? This isn't really fair. You're robbing the Gentiles of the opportunity to come and worship the God of Israel. He clears the temple, right? He clears the temple twice, in fact. And I think we're at the point now where we need to use biting language in order to move the Overton window. We, we need to use biting language in order to kind of blow up normal. Yeah, absolutely. We can be whimsome when we're talking to other people, but there's nothing whimsome about dealing with sin, right? And so like when we start talking about the transgender movement and like calling good, what good wrong, what's right, yeah. um, good and all that backwardness, there's nothing to be gained by being whimsome when we're dealing with that issue. You know what I mean? Like we call sin what it is, like we call sin, sin. I think it's important. Like this is why I work in a secular company and everybody knows this is wrong. Like for the most part, Every conversation I've had about this, people bring this up. This is something that's happening. It's in the news. It comes up. Every conversation I've had about this has been, everybody has admitted that there's something unfair about that. There's something uncomfortable about this. They're not specifically saying it's because he's like, he's a trans dude or whatnot, but they're, they understand that it's unfair that a man competes against the women and wins and then gets gold for it. But they don't know why it's unfair. They can't back up why they think this is wrong because their worldview doesn't allow them to go that far. Only the Christian worldview has a reason, a standard of truth that says this is why this is wrong. And so we as Christians, I think, need to be the ones to point out that like the holes in the argument, so to speak. Um, and we do that by being holy trolls about it. You know what I mean? Like we can be like, well, this is why it's wrong. This doesn't make any sense. It's anti-feminism. Feminist, which has been the been the rave for the last yeah. twenty five years, right? It's anti-feminist 
to let this guy com- compete against the girls. So anything, if anything, us as Christians, we're the feminists. Like we're the in ones this, that are in saying, this particular in this, scenario. Like, in this in this scenario, we're the ones that are actually defending women's rights. You right. know I mean, like we want this woman to win. And I think this is you. You made a point earlier when we were just talking about whether we'd bring this up about DeSantis in Florida being sort of a, a political troll right now, and we both think he's doing a great job. Like so, he came out with this sort of declaration, and and I mean, he's a governor of a state in Florida. Like he he doesn't have any power to actually overturn an Olympic. Uh, standing but he declares the second place woman whose name I've forgotten as the winner and he comes up with this you know no men can compete in women's sports in Florida and all this kind of stuff and and it drove people crazy but what was more effective that sort of blunt trolling boom throw it out there and let everybody you know clutch their pearls or to come on and say you know what we 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 don't think this is fair there are biological reasons that hasn't worked it just hasn't worked And so there are times, I think, when we are called to kind of blow up normal because the reality is, is that the word of God will last forever. And so we don't have to be worried about blowing up normal. We can blow up normal knowing that the word of God will prevail in the midst of whatever chaos. If we're knocking over a house of cards, when the house of cards falls down, the Bible is there still ready to be built upon as a foundation. So, yeah, there's another piece of news that you kind of wanted to get to that you thought was kind of tied to the idea of being right in the wrong way like uh Mm -hmm. the oscars so will smith chris rock (laughs) i have so many thoughts but let me let me just start by saying because i kind of want to make sure everybody knows this that i've been always an anti will smith guy i know Um, it's so weird so i like i kind of feel like probably sinfully vindicated in the situation that will smith is a tool but i think he's one of the two tools in the in the situation so let me get your thoughts because i haven't actually we haven't actually talked about this. no i know even outside of the podcast we've never this is a piece of there's been a lot going on the slap heard around the world (laughs) that's right okay so first of all let me admit that i thought this was staged like days went by where i was just like no that was fake like i just assumed that it was something staged to kind of draw more i mean nobody's watching the oscars anymore that's the joke of it right and so i think hollywood has made themselves completely obsolete and so i thought they were just kind of grasping for something i also didn't know like i don't keep up on a whole lot of celebrity stuff so i didn't know that his wife jada I didn't yeah. know that she was sick and right. So she's sick, which yeah, she is, has alopecia. Yeah. I didn't know she was sick. And, and so she has a shaved head. And so I guess the joke was about his wife's bald head. Right. The joke I actually thought was pretty tame. Um, the joke was just like, can't wait to see Jada in GI Jane too. Cause obviously they right, shaved their heads right, right. In, the, yeah. in the Marines. Probably not in the greatest taste because it isn't a choice that she shaved her head. It's like, but like, right. If she um, had shaved her head for a role or something, that would have been one thing. But when she's sick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't even know that. So there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm learning things here, I guess. And, and I know I'm not the only one to say this. So, you know, I'm not being original here, but like the one thing I do know about Jada and Will is that they're sort of famous for an open marriage. Right. And so it's kind of ridiculous that you're going to slap a guy for insulting your wife but you're okay if he slept with her. That seems so backwards. And I think it just shows how depraved our human mind is apart from Christ. And so here you have Will Smith, who who loves his wife enough to defend her against an insult, but doesn't love her enough to protect her from the sexual advances of another man. It's just so backwards and ridiculous. You Like you could almost say Chris Rock could have, like I said, slept with his wife and that would have been fine. 
but making fun of her, her bald head, not fine. So it just shows how backwards morality is, right? I think I heard something about Will Smith saying like, he'll never apologize for defending women or something, something along those lines. And it's just kind of like, again, like when you denigrate women, when you kind of degrade them to the level of sexual objects, which is what an open marriage is. Like an open marriage is the idea that there's, there's something physical about sex that isn't spiritual, isn't emotional. And so he's been denigrating women for years. And quite honestly, letting other men sleep with your wife is far more insulting than making fun of her illness. Absolutely. I love the fact that you went there because that's exactly where my my head was at on this thing. I saw so many Instagram stories and Facebook posts like praising Will Smith after the slap no, for defending his wife. Yeah. And I'm like, pump the brakes. In in one way, I get that. Like, yeah, I would, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I let's be honest, though, like a slap isn't really like it's not like you like at least deck the guy if you're going to hit him. This is why I thought it was staged because that slap looked like such a, a staged actor slap. Yeah. But anyway, well, you, and he walks up all cool and slaps like I just don't like Will Smith. So like I'm, I'm always going to right away dislike it. But like I was sitting there being like in that scenario of like, OK, guy insulted his wife and you took a swing at him. I could rationalize that. I could back Will Smith in that in that scenario. If it wasn't for the fact that, yeah, you're also letting tons of dudes stick it to her. You know what I mean? Like, which is a crude way of saying it, but like, it's an open marriage. Like, it's no secret. That's a very public thing that's happening. And then also, too, like, this isn't an emotional response. Will Smith got up from his seat after they walked onto the stage and did it. It's not like we're in a place and, and somebody says it and I just instinctively deck you. What Will Smith did is assault. And like, and you're at the Oscars. Do we not remember Ricky Gervais two years ago said way worse things to to the celebrities at the Golden Globes? What Chris Rock said, probably in bad taste. Well, no, not probably in bad taste. But you've signed up for this. You've gone to this event. You know what I mean? Like if you were really worried about getting made fun of, don't go to the event. I'm not giving Chris Rock a pass on the, on the subject because I actually think like there are lines that we just you shouldn't cross. You know what I mean? Like making fun of like, oh, you got a big head, Nate, or whatever. I, you don't actually have a big head, but like I just made the, um, you know, what I mean? if I just made fun of you, like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of in the spirit of a roast. You know what I mean? But like I wouldn't make fun of, you know, somebody who had like IBS or something and be like, hey, you have a sore stomach all the time. You know what I mean? Like it just, that wouldn't make sense because I can't, he, they can't control that. So like, I get, I get that point. But then too, Will Smith trying to pretend he's the hero in the, yeah, si- in the, si- in the situation. Um, yeah, it's, it's, so it's interesting that you said, you know, that's assault. I think the Oscars or somebody at the Academy tweeted out or put out some sort of press release saying they condemn all forms of violence and everything, which again, it's just like, even that's hilarious. Like all forms of, of uh, abuse, except chopping off dudes' penises. Like we're all for that if it's in the spirit yeah. of transgenderism or Slaughter. dismembering yeah. children in the womb. We're all for that too. So it's like, this is, again, this is just, this is what happens when the world goes crazy. This is what happens when you reject God's law, like God's social norms, his creational norms. Up is down, left is right. So you can sleep with my wife, but you can't insult her bald head. And, you know, Chris Rock, yeah, of course it's in bad taste, but how's he supposed to know that when, how's he supposed to know that the husband's going to stand up and grow a pair to defend his wife now when he's been letting people sleep with her for years? And like, what are you teaching to your child? I forget their child's name, but I remember using that, that remake of The Karate Kid, which is a great movie, by the way. But how are you confusing your son? Hey, you know what? We're okay with strange men coming into the house and sleeping with uh, your mom, but uh, we're not okay with uh, a public roast, you know, at, a, at an Oscars where everybody's kind of taking it on the chin. It's just, it just shows that there's absolutely no standard. The standard, in fact, is emotion. 
So what happened there was Will Smith is probably sitting there thinking, okay, I have to defend my wife. I didn't like that. What do I do? And then he gets up and does something about it. So the standard is emotion. How does that make me feel? Guy sleeping with my wife doesn't make me feel great, but hey, it means I could sleep with other women too. So I feel fine about that. But if you're going to insult her, I don't feel fine about that. So what the trump card becomes is our feelings. And this kind of goes back to us kind of talking about being calculated. Like anytime you lose self-control, you're in sin, right? And so whether you are, you are being a holy troller or you are being, you know, whatever, are you in control? Are you calculated? Are you in control in how you're responding to things? And I think the standard has become what are your emotions telling you to do right now, right now? That's the new standard. Yeah, I completely agree. I also thought it was hilarious. Will Smith was then asked to leave, refused. So like... And didn't um, he win an award after that? He won the best actor, or I don't know what they call it now, but like the best actor award and then got a standing ovation. So it's like the same people who are now all tweeting and like bemoaning Will Smith, like maybe they all thought it was stage two. Like it did kind of feel that way a little bit at the, at the time. So maybe I'll give them a pass. But like they're all on Twitter, on Instagram now, like not bad mouthing Will Smith, but like condemning his action at the at the Oscars. Yet they were the ones standing up, giving him a standing ovation. It's just hilarious. What did he win for? King something King. I don't know. I don't watch movies anymore. Yeah. It just like, it, do they even call them like actor and actress anymore? No, it's, it's or best, is it like non-binary person? <laughs> I know they they still have the genders. I think it's best leading man. Male Can they say or that like. Um, yeah, best leading actor. We have, we have Supreme Court justices who don't even know how to define a woman. <laughs> oh my word. We haven't talked about that <laughs> yeah. either. Well, we haven't talked about that one on the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Katanji Brown Jackson, Biden's nominee for uh, for the Supreme Court. Was... I, I don't know who that is. I'm not a nameologist. <laughs> terrible, terrible joke. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, everybody's heard this news. We're late to the party again on this one. But the idea here is that uh, as she was being cross examined by the uh, Republican senators, uh, she was asked. Several things that she was dodging. She was dodging questions and she was she was read a quote from Ginsburg and asked whether or not she agrees with it. And essentially what the senator was trying to pin her down on is, is will she commit to the idea of a binary biology of man and woman? And when she was asked a simple thing, how would you define a woman? She said, I don't know. I'm not a biologist. The memes have been phenomenal, right? <laughs> right? Like, did you see the one where it's, it shows uh, the the scene from the the Notebook when when it's raining super hard and yes, he's just like, yeah, is it raining? And he's like, I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the memes have been pretty good. But the point here is like, this is again the kind of confusion that we get into when we ignore biblical standards, right? She's got two degrees from Harvard. Right. She's an Ivy School graduate. This is the season of our times that you need an Ivy League education to be this stupid. I say that very deliberately. It is stupid, especially when earlier she was talking about what an honor it is to be, you know, a woman of color in this role. Well, she sure seemed like she knew what a woman was when she was talking about what an honor it was and the the diversity of the of the uh, Supreme Court now and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. They've made it so that woman, man are titles that we give ourselves, right? Right. Um, so she can identify as a woman of color because she's chosen to be a woman of color, right? Like, But how can you define yourself as something that you don't know how to define, right? Like how can you identify as something that you don't, you can't actually define? Oh, 100%. 100%. So it's just like, oh, I'm a woman. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. 
I'm, I'm not a, a biologist. I'm not a biologist. <laughs> yeah. When you think about this, uh, there's that verse where it talks about like through the eyes of babes kind of thing, like the idea of like kids get simple things simple. Yeah, like the mouths of babes, God yeah. ordains praise. Look yeah. at you. Well done. <laughs> the idea, like we're living in a time where like it's almost the uneducated sort of like air quotes kind of thing. Simply see the truth. Like, well, yeah. there are clearly men and women. Yeah. It's obvious. You, yeah, <laughs> very, it, very you obvious need to be though. educated and catechized in the world secular system in order to be as blind as you are. That's, I guess, the end of it. And so, I mean, our call to action at the end of this would be a, a couple things. Get your kids out of government schools, right? Like, at the end of the day, like this Even is, I agree with that now. <laughs> <laughs> Remember way back in the day when you used to disagree with me? I can do the thing that I, I said earlier about like it takes it like the people need to back up. Yeah. Two things blatantly I got wrong. Theology of guns. I got that one wrong. Um, two, <laughs> theology of homeschool. I think I was idealistic. I don't think I was aware of like just how, how much traded it was. Well, I, I just think how much like it's it's not. I was still under the illusion it was like teaching facts. Two plus two equals four. That's what they're learning. But, uh, I'll like, vindicate you right now if you want. Heavy. So in a very early episode, we did a pastor's draft. And do you remember what your conference lineup was versus mine? I remember it was all the homeschool, all the homeschool. It was, but yours was Doug Wilson, Vadi Bauckham, and Jeff Durbin. Boom. They've all stayed true. Mine was David Platt, Mark Dever, and Tim Keller. <laughs> Ooh, I got, I got blown out of the water I on think, that one. I think I also had boot for the record. No, you didn't. You didn't have boot. Nobody, nobody picked boot. See, so we all lost on that one. But yeah, so we, we've all gotten things wrong. And I guess this is how we might wrap up the episode. You can be right in the wrong ways, right? Like, yeah. I think we do need to be intentional in our language. I think we need to mock normal because normal is wrong. We need to blow up normal because normal is wrong. And I think we need to trust that the word of God is strong enough and powerful enough to pick up the pieces. And I think the Christian communities that we tried to talk about last podcast are, I think, ready to provide the help that's needed to rebuild civilization as it crumbles, as it turns in on itself. I just say this, you know, there might be some people who are listening right to the end of this who are only listening because we, we did a little bit of a retraction and were insulted by our last podcast or whatever. And truly, I, I am sorry for the uh, beta males comment. I didn't mean to be insulting. But I do think that what God is doing right now is he is destroying normal in every good way, destroying normal politics, destroying normal entertainment, destroying normal church, because that's not what he's after. It's right now. I think what's going on in the, in the world is that Hebrews 12 thing where God is shaking everything that can be shaken. So only that which can't be shaken remains. And, and I think if I can just plead my case here for a moment, for those of you who are hurt by those of us who maybe have been a little bit more mean, right? A little bit more biting in our language as we've talked through these issues. If you're hurt, I would just say you need to get over that hurt because I think there's some repentance that needs to happen. And I think the repentance that needs to happen goes a lot deeper than just where you fall in terms of Romans 13. I think that there's been some some major issues of compromise with this worldly system that we're saying is crumbling. And your church is either going to crumble with it or your church is going to be standing to pick up the pieces. Amen. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? No, I want to end it on like exactly what you just said there. Okay. okay.